man. And I believe Brother Mocus has a word for us tonight. And I believe the Lord has a blessing for us tonight. Praise God. Amen. And so we're going to invite him to come and again share the precious word of the Lord and let God's blessings flow in our midst. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's lift our hands to Jesus right now. I feel his presence in this place. Thank you for all that you're doing. Thank you for all that you're doing, O oh God, in the midst of this great congregation of your wonderful people. Hallelujah. You've made us sit together in heavenly places. Oh, hallelujah, God. We're in a heavenly place tonight. We're in a heavenly place in the Holy Ghost. By your presence, we feel the warmth of the glow of your anointing and your presence in our midst. We thank you, Jesus. Continue to do great things among us. We won't fail to give you glory and honor and reverence in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. It's so great to see everybody here tonight. And I am going to spring this on my friend that's here. I feel like Brother Mike Glover could come up and share a powerful word, something on his heart before, uh, before I preach. I just feel like uh, God could speak through. How many believe that God will speak through him for a quick word? I didn't give him any warning. <laughs> I didn't give him any sort of warning on this, but if he would be so kind as to share something on his heart. Well, been just engrossed in a conference watching a little bit of Landmark there in California and uh, seeing what God's doing there and what the ministers have been ministering and moving towards something that would surprise me a little bit, but just moving us back to an apostolic environment to where you and me all understand that the gifts of the Spirit are for us, not just for, for a Brother Mocus to operate in, but it's for every single one of us. So that includes every single one that just received the Holy Ghost. It says you shall speak with tongues in, in Acts 19. Actually, they just prophesy. And so that's, that's just really what I would feel is for every one of us to realize that the ministry of Brother Mochus and how special it is, we might not do it the exact same way he does it, and we might not have a word for every single person, but we can pray people through to the Holy Ghost ourselves, and we can learn and grow in the gifts of the Spirit. So that's for every one of us, not just, not just ministry, but for you and for me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I feel the Holy Ghost here tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I do want to share a little something funny. There was a girl in Sunday school, and she was drawing a picture, and her teacher asked her, what are you drawing? She said, I'm drawing a picture of God. She said, well, honey, no, nobody knows what God looks like. She goes, they're going to in a minute. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want us to get a picture of God tonight. God. Hallelujah. Judges chapter 16, starting at verse 15. Hallelujah. Isn't God awesome? So thankful the things he's been doing around Alaska this week. Thank you, Jesus. I, 
I am absolutely uh, biased. <laughs> I shouldn't say against the other 49 states, but <laughs> I, I truly appreciate Alaska. I absolutely love Alaska. Amen. And love all uh, the nature, the beauty, the people of God, the moving of the Spirit, the revival, the things God has planned and is doing in this state. Hallelujah. Amen. It's such a great honor and privilege to be here. Thank you, Lord. Judges 16 and 15. This is story of Samson. And she, Delilah, said unto him, How canst thou say I love thee when thine heart is not with me? Thou hast mocked me these three times and hast not told me wherein thy great strength lieth. And it came to pass when she pressed him daily with her words and urged him so that his soul was vexed unto death. That he told her all his heart and said unto her, There hath not come a razor upon mine head, for I have been a Nazarite unto God from my mother's womb. A Nazarite was a unique vow in the Old Testament where someone would dedicate to the Lord, where they would drink no wine or anything, or eat any grapes or anything from the vine, or drink any uh, intoxicating thing not cut their hair, and not touch anything unclean or any dead body that would make them ceremonially unclean. And so Samson was dedicated and consecrated that way. I've been a Nazarite unto God from my mother's womb. He had taken that vow. He said, if I be shaven, then my strength will go from me, and I shall... Become weak, everybody say weak, and be like any other man. The devil wants us to just become like just any other person. And when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called for the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come up this once, for he hath showed me all his heart. Then the lords of the Philistines came up unto her and brought money in their hand. She made him Samson sleep upon her knees and she called for a man and she caused him to shave off the seven locks of his head he had seven uh, large clusters of hair or seven braids of hair on his head and she had it shaven off and she began to afflict him and his strength went from him and then she said the Philistines be upon thee Samson, and he awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as at other times before and shake myself. And he wist not or knew not that the Lord was departed from him. But the Philistines took him and put out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza and bound him with fetters of brass. And he did grind in the prison house. Simply preaching tonight. Samson, don't cut your hair. Samson, don't cut your hair. Let's pray together. God, we thank you, Lord. Oh, God, for the opportunity to dedicate to you, to consecrate to you, and that... Uh, 
dedication and consecration brings dominion and authority and power. Oh God, it doesn't come by accident. It doesn't come by uh, what our last name is. It comes by consecrating to you. And God, in this end time hour, let us not compromise with the forces of darkness that would try to drag us down the road of ordinary living to go with the flow of a society that is hell bound for a lake of fire and destruction but let us stay on the straight and narrow path help us love the truth and holiness and dedication and consecration to you in jesus name in jesus name amen turn and shake hands with a couple of folks and say don't cut your hair <laughs> hallelujah Amen. Uh, that would be good if you have it. If you have it. If, well, that's okay. That'd be all right. I'll be all right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Holiness and dedication and consecration connects you to an authority and a power in God. Hallelujah. I'm not preaching about 1 Corinthians 11 tonight, so you can relax. But I am reminded of Paul saying the woman ought to have power on her head because of the angels. There's an angelic power connected and associated with obedience to God and His commandments and His edicts. And in the Old Testament, a man could take this dedication vow called the Nazarite vow, as I just explained. No drinking, no cutting hair, no touching unclean things. And God anointed Samson in a powerful way. God anointed Samson to help defeat the wicked Philistines that were oppressing them. And he uh, had supernatural strength that would come upon him. It wasn't because of his intellect. It wasn't because of his IQ or his talent or what his last name was or just because he was an Israelite. It was because of his consecration. It was because of his dedication to God, his separation. Holiness is, uh, is uh, uh, separation from uh, the world and dedication to God. Hallelujah. And because Samson had that degree... Uh, uh, that modicum of, of consecration and dedication, praise God, uh, that he was able to afflict the enemy because God anointed him with supernatural power. Amen. He was able to take the jawbone of a donkey and, and kill uh, hundreds of uh, Philistines with that. Praise God. And he was able to do supernatural things to where uh, they could not stand against him. Until he sold out his power. He compromised. Amen. It says he became just like any other man. Hallelujah. His strength went from him. Amen. He said, I'll become weak and like any other man. I believe the devil wants the powerful apostolic people, the powerful 
holiness people of God to become watered down and weak and just like anybody else. But friend of mine, I want to encourage somebody tonight by use of this analogy, amen, don't cut your power off. Don't cut your dedication off. Don't cut your consecration off. Don't cut your commitments to God short in this hour. In fact, it's time to let it grow. Jesus said, Behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the devil. Oh, hallelujah. He said, Oh, friend of mine, that these signs would follow them that believe. In my name, they would cast out devils. They would speak with new tongues. They would lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. They could drink any deadly thing, and it shall not hurt them. They could take up serpents and not be harmed. Hallelujah. Don't do it on purpose. If you're having snake night, just don't. I, I don't want to know about it. Hallelujah. By accident, like when Paul, when the viper bit him and he shook it off over the fire. Praise God. The temptations, the things that try to come against you, you need to shake it off over the fire. Healing is still for us today. My grandmother told me the story of when the chemicals got in her eyes and she began to lose her eyesight and went to the doctor and they bandaged it up and she, they sent her home and somebody went down to the church and the elders of the church prayed over a handkerchief and, and someone came and laid it on her pillow. When she woke up in the morning, she could see better out of that eye than she could the other eye. God's still in the healing business today. You'll cast out devils, not counsel with them. You could drink any deadly thing. When Elder James Ball went to Columbia in the 1950s to pioneer a work there, Columbia, South America, and they didn't have the refrigeration in that area where he was, so they had to go every day for fresh groceries and they went every day to the market and picked up things they needed and and purchased milk and so forth but they noticed the guy who was selling milk to them was very cold very hateful very rude to them they noticed that but that's where they had to buy their groceries had to buy uh, milk and and so for two weeks they went to this guy and after two weeks finally that man looked at him and said what on earth do you people have he said, I have been poisoning your milk every single day for two solid weeks. You should be dead right now. They can drink any deadly thing. He became their first convert. He became their most faithful saint. Oh, praise God. It's still real today. You still have power today. You still, amen, have, God will honor your dedication today. God will honor your prayers today. God will honor your, your Bible reading today. He'll honor your fasting today. He'll honor your commitment to Him. Commitment to the house of God. Say, I'm such a strong Christian, I don't need to go to church. I don't care how strong your bicep is. You cut it off, you cut your arm off and lay it over there. It's, it's going to twitch around. It won't accomplish much. It's going to die. We need to be connected to the body. Amen. Don't cut off your arm. Amen. Don't cut off your locks. Your locks. 
your hair. Hallelujah. Your dedication, it's time to let it grow out. Samson had seven locks. Seven clusters, clumps, <laughs> braids, whatever it looked like. I don't know if it was dreadlocks or what. But he had seven of them, the Bible says. Not sure if there's any mystical meaning there. Seven locks. It's not time to cut your hair in this hour. Come on. It's not time to cut off your dedication to God. It's not time to cut off your commitment to God. There's the lock of your prayer life. It's not time to whittle it down, trim it down, cut it down, snip it down. It's time to grow it out. It's time to grow out the lock of your prayer life. I can't believe the evangelist is talking about don't cut your hair. Some of you are mad at me about it. Don't cut the lock of your prayer life. It's time for us in the end time, praise God, to pray more than we ever have before. Through everything by prayer and supplication. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. What needless pains we bear. Because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. I found the answer. The old song says, I learned to pray. With faith to guide me, I've found the way. The sun is shining for me each day. I found the answer. I learned to pray. Oh, hallelujah. How many love time in the presence of God? You learn to pray. Pray about everything. You can talk about me just as much as you please. I'll talk about you down on my knees. The old song says, prayer changes things. Prayer is a privilege. Don't trim it. Don't cut it. Don't snip it. Don't shave it. It's time to have more prayer than ever before. Grow out your prayer. There's the lock of, is this okay tonight? Your dedication to God. I know I'm preaching to some dedicated folks, but oh, how easy it is to snip. Oh, how easy it is to trim. How easy it is to sever. I'm looking for synonyms. <laughs> In size, shave, snip, reduce. <laughs> Don't reduce your dedication. Don't cut off your dedication. Well, these people over here look anointed, have large choirs, have large, and they don't do any of that. That doesn't matter. Amen? There was a time when the father kicked Ishmael out of the house. Abraham kicked Ishmael out. He didn't want him influencing the covenant son. Yeah, he did some good things for Ishmael, but he wasn't the covenant child. It was Isaac who had the right mother. The mother is the church. We've got the right mother. We've been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. We're dedicated to God. There'll be people departing from the faith in latter times, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Somebody say amen. I'm getting some funny looks tonight. Don't 
cut off your dedication. In fact, it's time to grow. Time, time to grow a little dedication. Hallelujah. Time to grow a little commitment to God. Time to say, you know what? I'm tired of some of that music that's been distracting me and taking my emotions and spirit in the wrong direction. I'm going to lather up some Holy Ghost anointing, play some gospel music, get some prayer time going, get some refreshing spirit of God music, amen, that's not bound by depression and unclean spirits. Uh, I'm going to have a commitment. I'm going to have a dedication. Hallelujah. When I started seeking the Holy Ghost, really seeking it with all my heart, he said, in the day you seek me with your whole heart, you'll find me. I got rid of anything, everything, any distraction. Hallelujah. And you draw nigh to God, he'll draw nigh to you. And IBC was doing a tent revival. IBC was doing a tent revival. That fall of 96. And I went down there. Amen. And the power of God hit me. Hallelujah. The Spirit of God hit me. I'm telling you. Thank you, Jesus. Because they'd been praying. Uh, they'd been fasting. Uh, they'd been preparing. Uh, they'd been outreaching. And the Spirit of God moved in there. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Don't cut off your dedication. If you've made some commitments to God. See, it's all in what direction you're heading. Well, these other people can do this and it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's all in what direction you're heading. Amen? Somebody could not know hardly a thing about, about the Bible and holiness and truth, but they, they start praying and feeling the Spirit of Jesus. He starts leading them. Amen? And they might be in one state, but then someone over here that has, been, has had a revelation has been shown, and then if they try to do the same thing that they're doing, they're going the wrong direction. Amen? This is so remedial, but... This is so, so remedial. I need to play the hot and cold game, but I want an interesting object to, to use. I need an interesting object. This is a shiny. Can I, can, can I borrow your, am I allowed to? This is a glittery. I might keep the, no, no, I'm kidding. All right, let's, let's use this, all right, as an example. You, it's so simple, but it's, there's such a truth in it. Hallelujah. Is that going to stay there? I'll set it there. Okay, we're going to do hot and cold, okay? All right. Come on, help me out. What am I? Am I warm? Huh? I'm getting warmer? Now, I was standing in the same spot seconds ago when you started shouting cold. The same exact spot. What's the difference? It's how I'm facing. It's what direction you're going. It's what direction you're going. Amen? What direction you're growing. Come on, it's time to grow out our dedication, our consecration to God. Amen. Our commitment to God, our commitment to holiness. Amen. It's time to keep facing and drawing closer to God. I respect someone. I believe God respects someone that's getting closer to Him, not somebody that's cutting off things and moving farther from Him. Is this too old-fashioned tonight? You want your book back? Or she couldn't care less, but hallelujah. Hallelujah. Clap your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. Areas of dedication in your life, things you have made commitments on, don't cut it off. Well, Brother Mocus, it's the end times. I can do what I want, says the spirit of Antichrist. 
Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Is this too real tonight? Hallelujah. Lock number three. How many is ready for lock number three? I know I already mentioned prayer. Lock number three is not just your requests and lists of stuff. Lock number three is time with God. You say, you already said prayer. That was not lock number one. Are you that desperate for locks? I've got seven of them. But this needs to be its own lock because some folks think of prayer as just going through their routine and reading this list and God do this and their belly aching about this and complaining about that. And when they're done, they're not refreshed. They're not blessed. But time in the presence of God. We live in a microwave generation. We serve a crockpot God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. We got to spend time with God. There's things you can't get. If the, if the journey is two hours, you're not going to get there in ten minutes. Sometimes you've got to spend a little time with God. Time in the presence. In the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy. Not in the presence of Xanax. Hallelujah. Now, if a drug is legal, it's okay. Pot's legal. The Bible says live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. It's time in the presence of the Lord. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He's my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night nor for the arrow that flieth by day nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, even the most high thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. He shall give his angels charge over thee. With long life he will satisfy you and show you his salvation. Hallelujah. We got to abide, abide close by his side. I will abide. I love him better every D-A-Y. Somebody say amen in the presence of the Lord. Now, look, you could talk to somebody. You can talk to your uh, friend, your sister, whoever, I, your mama on the phone for an hour, a solid hour, your best friend, they could say, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I agree. Oh, oh, yeah, can't believe he did that. Oh, can't believe they said, yep, I agree. You're right, yep. And when you hang up the phone, not one thing's changed. But if you spend time with Jesus, you spend time in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. There's something about time in the Spirit of God. Amen. I'm not trying to preach against movies, but how many's ever watched a movie? Don't act so holy. How many's ever watched? 
How long is a movie? Let's be conservative. Hour and a half. If they have a good editor, it's an hour and a half. One point five hours. Say, be conservative. I know probably closer to two, but how many's ever watched a movie? Now, how many of you, when that movie was over, you said, "Hmm, you know what? What can we do the rest of the evening?" Let's watch another movie. How many's ever done? How many's it? No, I'm not. I'm not knocking. I'm not telling you. But there went three, at least three or four hours. What would happen? What would happen if, for some crazy reason, you said, "You know, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take a few hours in the presence of God." I'm going to see what would happen if I fellowship with him. You say, well, Brother Mocha, my list is over in 10 minutes. I'm not talking about your list. Paul said, I think, my God, I speak with tongues more than you all. Let the Spirit of God flow through you. Amen. Rest in the presence of the Lord. With stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people, whom he said, this is the rest and this is the refreshing yet they would not hear hebrews 4 11, let us labor to what enter into the rest there remains a rest come on your psychotherapist can't do it amen the 12-step program can't do it the drugs can't do it but the spirit of god can soothe can heal can direct can restore can set your life on the right course oh praise god let's enter into the rest of the holy ghost praise god praise god amen one week, I, this, is, this is back in 07, but I was driving back from a revival in Maryland, and on that long road across I-70, a crazy whim hit my mind. I said, you know what, I'm going to pray. When I get back in town, I'm going to pray more this week than what I've been accustomed to praying. In fact, more than I ever have. I'm going to pray. And I went down to the church and locked myself in for several hours each night of that week I think or maybe I made about four consecutive nights of uh, uh, three or four hour prayer meetings, just praying in the Holy Ghost. I started to not tell this example because the, 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 you give a personal example and people think, oh, look at him trying to act like it. I don't care what anybody thinks of me in the first place. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Praise God. I'm telling you, you have a connection to power when you connect to Jesus Christ. They took knowledge of the disciples, took knowledge of them that they'd what? That they had been with Jesus. Time in the presence of the Lord. It was that week that God connected me to uh, a situation. Uh, it's, it, God worked that week. I have a crazy uncle. He's gone on to be with the Lord, but he was not crazy, but in a good way. 
He could hardly read, but he could quote the Bible. He could he could witness to anybody in the grocery store. And when I didn't have the Holy Ghost, when he used to witness to me, I would feel a burning fire when he would when he would uh, just talk to me about the Lord. He'd talk to me about. He'd say he'd say uh, and and uh, Lazarus died and was carried to Abraham's bosom, but the rich man died and in flames of torment lifted up his eyes and said, "Can you send Lazarus to dip his finger in cool water? I'm tormented by these flames." And I'm saying, "My God, I need the Holy Ghost." <laughs> and he could talk to anybody and witness to anybody and. I think he had about a fourth grade education, but he knew and believed the word of God, and he would win souls. And anyway, it was this same week that he met somebody in the grocery store, uh, a lady that was in the grocery store, and, and he said to her, uh, he started talking to her, and, and, and she said, well, she said, our church isn't Pentecostal, but we want to be. And I heard about that, and I said, how can I get a hold of these people? And it was that week I was connected to these people. And they were without a pastor. And I went, and it was a group of uh, around 20 folks or so in the heart of Indianapolis. There was hardly any parking, but there was about 20 people in this little church. And I went in, and I thought, okay, I'm going to... start out very very slow very um i'm just going to introduce it the holy ghost crashed in and filled 11 people with the holy ghost the first night <laughs> a lady who'd had a stroke and and couldn't hadn't been able to to straighten her arm in many years was able to uh, straighten her arm hallelujah that was on Sunday. On Monday, their head deacon called me. He said, I've been out in the woods praying at Eagle Creek Park. He said, I've spent all day praying. He said, and God told me, you've got a word for me. I said, oh, I do. I said, I sure do. I said, when you were baptized, what did they say? He said, they said in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And I explained to him how that the name. Neither is there salvation in any other. There's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved than the name of Jesus. He's the man that died for our sins. All the scriptures show them baptizing what? In Jesus' name. Peter said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And I was telling him this on the phone. He says, I feel Jesus right now. I said, all right, Sunday, we'll get you, we'll baptize you. And we took a group, and, and, and a small group uh, from his church that came and, and baptized. We baptized them in Jesus' name that Sunday. The next Sunday, he came back to that church and stood up. And, and I was going there uh, every week. He came back, and he stood up. He said, everyone who got baptized before, he said, you had it done wrong. He said, I have been a Christian for 13 years. He said, but when I got baptized in Jesus' name, he said, I'm in places with Jesus now that I've never been. And every single member of that church was rebaptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And every single one of them, except one teenager that didn't pray for it, every single one of them, I'm too exact, But other than that, every single one of them got the gift of the Holy Ghost. 
And it, it, it didn't dawn on me till, till quite some time later. Wait, wait, wait. When did that connection? That was that week. That was crazy and spent more time with God. See, time with God. Time with, you have power. As Brother Mike said, you've got power. Hallelujah. Not by our own power, might, but by the Spirit of God. Connecting to God. Paul said, in me, that is in my flesh. And I can say it for me. It dwells no good thing. But in the Holy Ghost. How many is thankful for access to the Holy Ghost? If we'll draw nigh to God, He'll draw nigh to you. Why is it people travel across the earth to go to a conference? And I'm not knocking that. I think that's good. But you call a prayer meeting and half a dozen people show up. Wait, who's going to be there? Jesus. Oh, Time with God is the most important thing. Moving quickly. Some of you are doing the math on that. Wait, that was only three. I'm, I'll move quickly, okay? Someone say hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Love for truth. Lock number four. Love with truth. Love for truth. Buy the truth and sell it not. It's not time to compromise, trim, snip, cut, reduce, dye, splice. Your love for truth. It's time to stick to the truth. Some folks watch YouTube too much. Come up with some crazy new stuff, new doctrines. Acts 17.21 says all the Athenians spent their time and nothing else but to tell or hear some new thing. Some folks just, tell me something new. I want to hear some new thing. New thing. The Bible says stick to the old paths and you'll find rest for your souls. Oh, praise God. We got to love truth in this hour. Is this okay? Love for truth. Lock number five. The Bible says... Because iniquity doth abound, the love of many shall wax cold. That shouldn't be with the people of God. They asked Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? He said, hear, O Israel, Lord our God's one Lord, love him with all thy heart, soul, mind, strength. And they didn't ask him for the second, but he, he gave them the second. The second is like, namely this, shall love thy neighbor as thyself. Amen. On these hang all the law and prophets. Praise God. Love uh, your neighbor. Lock number five is a love for people. Especially a love for the people of God. And I'll show you scripture for that. By this shall all men know that you're my disciples. You have love one for another. How many love the people of God? When I was lost and didn't have the Holy Ghost, I could be in a store and see a, a child of God, see uh, somebody that was dedicated to God, living for God, apostolic, holiness, and I could feel light coming off of them. I could feel the presence of God in this dark, confused, cold, lost world. Oh, hallelujah. People see a light when they see you, child of God. When they see you. The Holy Ghost shines through your face. Amen? How many love the people of God? They're people. They're human. People nitpick. I'm like, well, I tell you, if they're really the church, they'd be perfect. Now, if you ever find the perfect church, well, don't you go join it. 
Hallelujah. But we love the people of God. Thank God. First Peter 1 Peter 1.22, seeing you have purified your souls. Everybody say purified your souls. In obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. Unfeigned means not pretend, not phony. Genuine, sincere love of the brethren. See that ye love one another with a pure heart, fervently. Is this okay tonight? Don't cut the lock of love off. Come on, I know it's a cold world. I know it's a dark place. But we're seated together in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. And love shall cover the multitude of sins. Praise God. Galatians 6.10 As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Amen? Loving, loving the people of God. Really, all people. Got, Jesus died for everybody. I heard recently of 159 Muslims getting baptized in Jesus' name. Praise God. God loves all people. But we, we especially, need, it says especially those that are of the household of faith. That's lock number five. Lock six, discipline. Nobody shouting. <laughs> It's one thing to know the right things to do. It's another to do it. We need to grow some discipline. Well, I know, the, I know this. I know that. Are you doing it? He that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him it is sin. We need to grow some self-discipline. Amen? Let, it, let that lock grow out. Don't trim it. Cut it. Snip it. Somebody say Hallelujah. There are some people just uncomfortable with this, this message. But today. <laughs> I got Sister Nichols, amen, in me, so I'm doing something right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't cut it. Let it grow. Lock number seven. Someone say, thank God it's lock number seven. Faithfulness. God needs to know. Your family needs to know. The forces of darkness need to know you're not going to turn around. You're going to live for God in good times. You're going to live for God in bad times. You're coming to church. You're focusing on God. You're spending time with Jesus. If you make 20 bucks, you're going to give 2 bucks to God. Now, even when I was out of church for a time there a little over a year for a while in high school didn't go to church and I was not stupid enough to uh let's let's put it this way but I was smart enough the little bit of sense I had amen bagging groceries and we'd carry them out to their cars little upper end store and we'd get tips and so forth I had the bright idea you know if I if I give 10% of this to the church that'd probably work in my favor And so even though I wasn't even going to church, I'd make sure I sent a little envelope with some people. Somebody say, hey, man, there are business people that come by and give our churches money, wads of money and checks. And I know, Pastor, I know I ain't doing right, but I'm, I'm not stupid. I'm going to give this money because given it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I'm talking about faithfulness. 
faithfulness. You're, those around you shouldn't have to wonder, amen, uh, mom, are you going to church Sunday? The devil needs to know you're going to live for God. God needs to know they're going to live for me. Have you considered my servant you? God needs to be confident in your faithfulness to him. I'm feeling lonely up here. Brother Mooney used to say, I feel all alone up here. Living for Jesus. Not slipping and sipping. Dipping and tripping. Gambling and rambling. Backbiting, backsliding. Token and joking. Somebody say hallelujah. Grinning and sinning. Tonic and ginning. Fighting and spiting. No lusting and cussing. No doubting and pouting. No gossiping and spouting. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say I'm going to be faithful. Hallelujah. Judges 16, 22. I do want to give you some encouraging news. Howbeit the hair, see the good thing about hair is it can grow back. Howbeit the hair of his head began to grow again after he was shaven. And I'm hastening down uh, for the sake of time. They, they were going to make sport out of him and uh, torment him again. And he said uh, to the lad that, was, that held him by the hand, verse 26, Allow me to lean on the pillars uh, where all these people are. They're all there ready to mock him. Verse 28, Samson called unto the Lord. Let me tell you something. No matter where you are, there's always one more prayer. No matter how low you've sunken, no matter what condition you are, God heard Jonah out of the belly of the whale. God heard Samson. Uh, amen. His eyes were gouged out. Praise God. But there's always one more prayer. Amen. He was in uh, humiliation and disgrace, uh, but he died vindicated and in honor. Amen. Because God heard his prayer. He said, Lord, remember me, I pray thee, and strengthen me, I pray thee, only this once, O God, that I may be at once avenged of the Philistines for my two eyes. And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars. Let's stand to our feet. He took hold of the two middle pillars upon which the house stood and on which it was borne up of the one with his right hand and the other with his left. And, and long story short, amen, he pushed down, he pushed down those pillars, amen, and there's more died, more, he killed more of those Philistines than in his whole rest of his life, amen, God hears your prayer, your failures are not final, amen. I'm, I'm talking to somebody tonight. God's talking to somebody. Your failures are not final. Your hair, your dedication, your prayer life, your faithfulness, your, just let it grow back. Yeah. Yeah. 
If you've never had any, grow some. Hallelujah. Grow some dedication. Grow some faithfulness. Grow some time with God. It stretches your faith to say, what am I doing out here? I'm, I'm just going to spend time with God. But you leave clothed with power. Clothed with power from on high. Paul, he went to the Arabian Desert Bible School. But he, he had been in the presence of the Lord. So that if somebody's sick, they said, we need a miracle. Paul, we need a miracle. He'd say, yeah, lay this on them. No, no, no. Scripture didn't say he said, oh, I'm going to pray over them. Listen, I'm not knocking praying over the handkerchiefs like we do. That's fine. It's, it's not unbiblical. But it says, from his body were taken hand, uh, eight handkerchiefs and aprons. And uh, today it would be a necktie. They took a cloth. Jesus, the hem of his garment, power flowed out. Paul, his handkerchief, could touch somebody, and they got a miracle. Well, I just want to have a little religion. I don't need all that stuff. Come on, God wants to demonstrate his authority, his dominion, his power, his victory through you. But you got to dedicate to the Lord. You got to spend time with God. Don't cut your hair. God gave me this message, and it just just the very title just kind of aggravates people. <laughs> Don't cut your hair. Is he trying to tell me? Is he? Say, uh, what? It just a message came to me. I was sick as a dog up in Virginia. We were excited about seeing our pastor friends up there, and, and uh, they all had the flu and gave every one of us the flu. <laughs> and I showed back up to preach, and God gave me this message. And it's evolved a lot since then. But the title, he gave me the title. They didn't have seven locks. You guys got the seven locks. You're like, thanks. <laughs> Great. I was preaching one place, and I heard this boy go, Mom, when's he going to be done? And literally, I was just, I was reading a list of uh, Nona Freeman had and from an angel of the Lord, and one of the things that hindered the flow, the very next thing on the list was impatience. <laughs> we got to take time in the presence of God. And I commend you for taking time out of your week. To come out on a Thursday night, come out on a Tuesday night. Those that drove and braved the uh, ice and came on Wednesday, and those that are here tonight, God honors it. During the days when Elijah called fire down from heaven, it was a drought, but he said, Take what was it, 40 barrels or how many barrels of water and pour on it first? See, water was the most precious commodity they had at that time. He said, pour it out. Pour it out as a sacrifice to God. Amen? What's the most precious commodity in these fast-paced uh, times? It's, it, it, it's time. And if you could push everything aside, say, I'm going to spend time with God. Missy, it's good to see you here tonight. God has great things for you. She got the Holy Ghost Tuesday. It's good to see all of you. But if we could spend time. Somebody shout time. Well, I'll do anything. I'll give God money. I'll do this. Time. 
Give God time to do something powerful in your life. Time to infuse you with glory and power. Pastor, how much do I have to pray? How, how long do I have to pray? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Um, Brother Mike, if, if, you were, if you went to... Uh, I'm going to throw you your thumb, yeah. Imagine if he went to, to uh, talk to her about, you know, uh, maybe you and I, you know, should get married, you know. <laughs> he didn't even do that. But imagine... How many are married here? Imagine if that guy came up to you and said, I'd like to marry you, but if I do, how, how often do I have to talk to you? <laughs> now, I don't advocate violence, but there might, be a, there might be a handprint somewhere involved. Praise God. No. No, I don't. How much time do I have to... Or, 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 or here's one for you. Uh, listen, I, I, I do. I love you, but if you'll marry me, I want to just change the vows just a little bit. Just kind of tweak the vows a little bit. I, John, take you, Jane, to be my lawfully wedded wife, and I promise to be faithful to you every single Sunday. Come on, somebody. We need, in this hour, we need full dedication to God. In this hour, we need to say, I'm going to give God everything. I love, he's the lover of my soul. Oh, I love time in the presence of God. How many love time in the presence of God? I don't, I, I, I know I told you about the week in 07 when I prayed a lot. But I don't do what I should most of the time. But what are we missing? When we don't plug in. If you abide in me. Amen. And I abide in you. You shall bring forth much fruit. Fruit comes from abiding. Just being in the presence of God. I believe. How many of you want some fruit to happen? You want effectiveness, fruitfulness in your life? I've never seen a tree straining to produce fruit. I've never seen a tree going. And I say, what are you doing? Uh, trying to grow apples. But those limbs know. They stay connected to the branch. Praise God. They stay connected to the roots. Stay connected to the, to the source, to the trunk of the tree, to the roots. And Jesus said, uh, uh, I am the vine and you are the branches. All you got to do, don't fret over the fruit. All, you, all we have to do is stay connected to him. Any good thing that's happened, any good thing, blame the good stuff on Jesus. Any good thing comes from the Spirit of God doing a work in your life. Connect to Him. Connect to Him. Protect your hair. Protect that hair. Get your scissors of compromise away from my walk with God. Get your little attitude away from my. Get that bitterness out of my brain. The knife of compromise. The scissors of grudges. The shears 
of mediocrity. The razor. I'm running out of things to say. <laughs> come on, come on. It was going, it was pretty eloquent for a second there. <laughs> hey, man, let's all come to the altar so I'll stop. Amen. He cut up I love you, Jesus. Now, do you have a good haircutting song? What do you got? That'll work. <laughs> Come on, let's dedicate to the Lord tonight. Let's reconsecrate. Let's allow the locks to grow back out again and protrude. Praise God to grow. Amen. Fresh dedication, new uh, dimensions of power, new dimensions of, of, of conviction, of dedication. The key to your power, Samson, is your dedication. If you don't want to be a weakling like everybody else, you got to stay focused. You got to stay in commitment to God. You got to stay dedicated to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. No matter how low you've sunken, Samson, you could grow it back. Grow it out again. Grow out some new commitments, new dedication, new prayer life, new, new dedication. A freshness in your heart and in your love towards God and man. Love for His Word. Love for truth. Praise God. Praise God. No matter where you are, there's a prayer to pray. There's power to be had. Stay rooted in Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.